Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty, Domino Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide. I am your sole host this week, Charlie Butters. Jared is on assignment making SpongeBob memes. So I'm going to go ahead and get right into it. We're going to talk about what's on IWTV Guide this week, and then we'll go to the interview. Starting Tuesday, February 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern, New South Pro Wrestling presents Action Class Episode 21, followed by 9 p.m. Eastern, Heavy Metal Wrestling, Texas Grand Prix Series, Week 14. Wednesday, February 3rd at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, The Road, Season 2, Episode 16. Thursday, February 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, The C4 Mixtape, Volume 43. Followed by at 8 p.m. Eastern, New Texas Pro Wrestling, Evolve. No seminar necessary. Friday, February 5th at 8 p.m., Sean Henderson presents Weekend at Sean's 2, Night 1. Saturday, February 6th at 2.30 p.m., Sean Henderson presents Weekend at Sean's 2, Night 2. Sunday, February 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Violence X Suffering In Too Deep. And that's what's on IWTV this week. And without further ado, let's get into the interview. sitting here today with a former nwa east tag team champion a former cwe tag team champion a former two-time aiw tag team champion a former aiw intense champion a former pwo tag team champion a former pwo tv champion a former iwc tag team champion a former two-time pwx tv champion a former Paradigm Pro Tag Team Champion with Matt Justice as the lifers, the first ever Paradigm Pro Heavy Hitters Champion, and the current QCW Heavyweight Champion, the forgotten one, the Bev, Bobby Beverly. What's up, man? What's up, man? Thanks for having me here. You make me sound good. <laughs> you are good. Look at that. That's a resume, sir. That's that's uh, awesome. Half those promotions nobody's probably ever heard of, but hey, it's all right. <laughs> So, yeah, I also had thrown in here, like, uh, the, the names of the teams, like the franchise players was one of the teams, uh, sex appeal, sex appeal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can you tell me about, uh, the thrust? Cause I, I wasn't friends with you at that era. I don't know about this. I've heard rumors. Can you tell me about the thrust? So, uh, 
I guess earlier in my career, uh, I was kind of trying to find myself what I could do, something to stand out. So uh, as any heel would do, you just shake your hips, you know, like <laughs> you see it on all these shows, you know, some there's, there's gotta be one guy on almost every show that he's just an asshole and he shakes his hips. He thinks he looks good, whatever. So like, like Rick oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I, I could do that. That's easy. Cool. Maybe I can get over now. So, uh, I started thrusting all the time and then, uh, we started sex appeal and then just, I don't know it. We became, uh, the slogan became trust in the thrust. I got t-shirts made. Um, it's really not me at all, so that's what's kind of funny about it. Looking back, like like the the Bev you see now, like in the ring, like that's that's who I am. That's who I always uh, wanted to be, who I should have been. Um, but it's it's still cool to look back and look back on that. I looked a lot better back then, so I had a couple <laughs> more teeth, a lot less tattoos. But hey, it's, it's cool. <laughs> I've always been curious. I, I got you here. I figured I'd ask because uh, I, I just don't remember much from that era so that's interesting um do you have a good beer drinking story oh man i got a lot of i got a lot of beer drinking stories but i don't know if i can remember any of them uh those are the best ones if you can't remember them then it's probably a good night early in my career i probably drank a little too much i think that's kind of where the bev was born uh my uh wild after party shenanigans um the bev just being the bev uh i if i if i if i even come up with anything i might incriminate some people um i i'm not i'm not like that anymore at least i mean every once in a while the bev comes out but um you know i try to keep it in i got two kids now right um but a bit older i can't handle it anymore you know two-day hangovers and stuff like that you know uh i mean i just got I got so drunk watching the Browns in the playoffs. Uh, I had a three-day hangover, and I'm like, I can't, I can't handle this. So, oh man, uh, man, beer drinking. You know, I don't really have specific beer drinking stories, but I will say, like with wrestling, um, when I look back after I'm, everything's all said and done, and um, all but forgotten, um, the the beer drinking after the shows and just hanging out with the boys. That's the thing that I'll probably remember more than anything. So, yeah. That's all I really got. All right. Uh, I had some questions asked, so I'm going to kind of go through those as, as we talk. Uh, what's your favorite drink after a match? Uh, I like whiskey, so uh, really any kind of whiskey. Um, it, it was Tito's and water. Um, uh, Matt Justice got me on the Tito's and water, and uh, when I – thought i was going to be healthy i would do tito's and water um but I, i'm a big whiskey drinker i love whiskey uh i like expensive whiskey um after show though it's probably just like jack and coke or something you know um but i i, I do want to get in shape again i'm really really like thinking i'm gonna do it you know thinking i'm gonna do it so if i do i probably have to go back to tito's and water but for now uh whiskey well, if you're going to push, let me know. I'll be your gym partner because right, I need cool. to get in there too. So I need a partner. You know, I need someone that, it, you know, if, if I'm going to go, someone that, and he, and you don't want to go, at least I can make you go and right. vice versa. You know, for some reason, I just, I, I can't push enough. You know, I work a lot. I got the kids. And even when you're out on the road wrestling, and then just, so when I got free time, I just don't want to do much. But, you know, definitely yeah, got to hear you. the gym and do it, you know? So, yeah, let's put something together. Right on. My doctor would be very happy to hear I'm trying to make plans to do that. All right. Cool. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so you got to uh, be the first holder of the heavy hitters title. Um, it's an interesting concept that they're using with the UWFI rules. And I think that uh, with everything going on with COVID, uh, we've seen the rise of a lot of really different types of wrestling, not so much just, you know, straightforward uh, wrestling in a ring. You got UWFI rules. There's a lot of no ring shows. You got IWC no holds barred with the, the chain ropes and the mm. different stuff that they're doing. Um, do you have a preference? Would do you like the uh, UWFI rules? Does that fit you? Uh, uh, well, start off with the UWFI rules. Um, I think uh, the guy that created it, Gary, um, is a genius. Um, it's something that uh, people can attach themselves to. Uh, like you were saying, during COVID, there's a lot of different stuff going on. No one's really done UWFI rules. It's it's completely different than blood sport. Um, it's it's put a shine on a lot of guys. Um, that can wrestle that style, you know, and, and helped elevate them. And um, I think it's really helped Paradigm. Um, I think with IWTV, Paradigm uh, has a chance to be as good as they want to be. And uh, UWFI rules will probably be a part of that. Um, for me specifically with UWFI rules, um, so I'm an asshole uh, in the Kentuckiana area. Um, it's kind of where my character's been um, really trying to push to be the biggest asshole I can be. Um, so when I, when I wrestle UWFI lately, um, I guess I'm just, just more of a dick, I guess. I'm like, I'm like the only dick in the division. Uh, I'm not, I appear to not be very good at it. A lot of times um, try to work my way around things and just find a way to get out with a win. But um, truthfully, um, I came up trained by uh, Johnny Gargano. We used to roll around on the mat all the time, every day, um, exchanging holes, learning things. That was a big part of uh, what I wanted to do early in my career. So, um, like I said, I think a lot of it has to do with getting in shape because those those UWFI matches are sprints. You know, what I mean, it might only be four minutes, but whew, man, <laughs> I'm I'm blown up after those matches. If if I could get my cardio where it needs to be. Um, I think I could actually prove something. Um, I don't think a lot of people on the outside fans um, would give me, give me any respect right now or feel like I can do that. You know, like I said, I'm an asshole. I think they feel like I've just been kind of slowly getting through it, uh, right. coming out with victories and shit. But uh, I, I feel like I definitely can wrestle that style and go and, and be really good at it. Um, it. It does fit me with like, uh, I love hitting hard and suplexes. You know, I just got to, just find kind of my niche and the way that I want to approach it and put everything in there the right way. And then, uh, with the heavy hitters title, um, I just, uh, the fact that, um, you know, that they could believe in me and give me that belt with the way they're pushing UWFI. Uh, I mean that, that was huge to me. I've, uh, I've been with paradigm almost since the beginning, me and Matt came out there and even Matt with like his meteoric rise, uh, we were both kind of unknown when we come out to that area. Um, we wrestled for Paradigm, and then we did a little bit with IWA Mid-South um, to kind of uh, cement our name in that area. And um, we've been there, like I said, since the beginning, come a long way. Uh, we've been basically a part of it ever since IWTV and its rise. So the fact that, you know, they could, uh, you know, have that faith in me to be the first guy to carry that belt um, that means a lot. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, uh, AIW 
uh, that's, you know, where I'll always be there. Mm-hmm. I'll always be around, whether I'm on the show, not on the show, you know, I'll be there. But right now, Paradigm's probably definitely my home. And um, I'm trying to just, you know, get a foothold into IWTV. You know, I'm not the the most social guy. You'll send me a message, you know, I'll message you back three days later. You know, <laughs> don't feel bad. Uh, Matt Justice is my best friend, and sometimes it takes two weeks for me to get back to him, you know. He, he'll have to ask me if I'm dead um, <laughs> before I message him back. So I'm not good at social media. Uh, I'm not good at putting myself over. Um, but I definitely want to get out as much as possible within that IWTV umbrella. Um, it's something that I want to, going into the summer this year, really push for is to get into some of these other promotions. I'd like to go down south and work down there and, uh, you know, just be a big part of IWTV. Yeah, I'd like to see you in action. I'd like to see you in uh, Southern Underground Pro. Those would be good uh, good spots for you to show up and just wreck somebody. So Yeah, so if you guys are listening, I'm down. <laughs> the bev's down. I'm cheap. And I'll drive. Let's go. <laughs> um, so you had a couple defenses with the heavy hitters title. Um, did you have a favorite match while you held the belt? Was there anything that, uh, you know, that you were happy with, uh, when you had that, like, was there a favorite match? Uh, not that I can really, I would now my, honestly, my favorite match was probably the match that I wanted in. Um, it was that giant clusterfuck. Uh, yeah hundred dude match <laughs> but the ending was what it was all about and uh me and matt had did the lifers there uh for quite some time uh ran through the tag division and um matt was getting taken away by some bigger bookings and stuff for a while um so we kind of split away the lifers we never really like officially broke up but we i kind of went my way started kind of turning heel matt was still just matt and um at the end of that we kind of um made it appear that the lifers were still still a team and this was what we were going to do and uh then i blasted them uh, a couple of times you know i showed what <laughs> what i would do for fame myself you know like it was my time so so that was probably i mean that's my favorite moment so far you know there was a, a chair shot in that match uh, i think justice was down and you just cracked him with one there was promoters on Twitter throwing a fit and being like, if he would have done that at our show, we would, the whole locker room would have kicked him out. I'm like, they're best friends. He probably, they take yeah liberties yeah. with each other with that kind of shit. There's like, a lot of stuff I don't want to do to Matt. And he's just like, no, do this, you know, do that. <laughs> um, that, that specific chair shot. Um, uh, he he wasn't actually expecting that chair shot. We had talked about so many, we had talked about some on the ground, but um, it just, it was an awkward chair shot. It actually didn't really tag him um, as much as like the initial chair shot. Um, so it, it really wasn't as bad um, as people think. Um, but yeah, that's just me and Matt, you know, Matt's over everywhere taking chair shots. Everybody knows it's going to happen. Like nobody is outwardly complaining. Maybe there's some promoters that won't book him because he takes chair shots, but he's, he's a cool dude. Just tell him don't take a chair shot and he won't, but right. if you give him the opportunity, I mean, me and him, we love ECW. Like, that's that's our inspiration for wrestling. And, you know, it, that's hardcore wrestling. That's real wrestling. You know, to us, wrestling is real, you know. Like, so if you're going to hit me, hit me for real, you know. If if I want to put my hand up, I will. If I don't, I won't, you know. So you I know, got the safety police out there that don't understand. You guys are big boys. You guys know what you're doing. You've been doing this for how long? You're going to do what you're going to do. Exactly. They I don't. Mean, look at a football player, you know. You make that decision when you're a kid to play football. And then as you get older and you get into high school, you really 
make that decision if you're going to continue to play on. And you can just look at the past and the history of all these guys with uh, concussion issues and causing problems and suicide and things like that, but they're still playing football. You know, it's what they love to do. And the NFL is trying to make it safer, but if you've watched any football games, it's really not any safer. You know, I mean, there's still every game guys are getting cracked in the head and guys are, you know, going with their helmets down and getting penalized. So, you know, it's, but these guys still choose to play. Right. And there, and there's a few that probably have chose not to, and that's their choice. Right. That's the same with us as wrestlers, you know, we, we can choose to get hit with a chair or we can say no, you know, and if you're a promoter and you don't want it at all, just make, make that clear. Like, no, we don't, we don't want this on our show and no one will do it. Right. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. Uh, who, who do you like to watch right now? Uh, you know, we have a lot of downtime with uh, COVID. Is there anybody you've been watching lately that sticks out to you that you want to maybe um, wrestle or that you just enjoy watching in general? I mean, uh, an obvious one that I think a lot of people probably enjoy is Kenny Omega. Uh, I've been a fan of his since uh, back in uh, Japan, even before New Japan. Um, and then his rise in New Japan and the cleaner run, that was uh, some really cool stuff that I really got behind. Then when he came over to AEW, um, as uh, to me, I just thought his face run was very generic and boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very underwhelmed and not happy with it. Um, and then finally, uh, now they've got back to, I think, what he does best, which is be the cleaner, be an asshole. Um, so so I absolutely love what he's doing. Um independent wrestling wise uh i don't know man that's that's a tough one um i like hoodfoot um we're gonna wrestle here soon so i've been trying to keep a better eye on what he's doing uh his intensity is just awesome uh over the top um you know i like i love that style of wrestling um eric stevens his his little run when he came back that stuff was really cool you know, I'm not a real social person, so, like, I would never probably pull these guys aside and, like, tell them, like, hey, man, I really enjoy what you're doing. And, and like, Eric Stevens, like, you know, uh, you know, I should have shook his hand and thanked him for what he's done for the business and his, and his run, but I'm not, you know, that type of guy, I guess. But it, it was really good. Um, yeah, oh, man, I can't think of two more off the top of my head right now. Uh, hmm. Switchblade, I like Switchblade a lot. I like him in New Japan. I'm interested to see what's going on there. He's, he keeps being rumors that he might go elsewhere, do different things. But I've been a big fan of Jay White since uh, he was a young boy with New Japan. So we'll see where that goes. I see a lot of like uh, Prince Devitt and okay. Switchblade, at least early. And then he really just kind of ran with it and ran with the Switchblade thing. And I'm a huge fan of it. So I remember you saying that uh, Devitt was one of your your big influences. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the longest time, just a huge fan of uh, of Prince Devitt. St- obviously, still a huge fan. He just, uh, uh, I don't know. He's in NXT now. I mean, he's having great matches. I just don't watch a lot of NXT, so I don't I don't really get to see it. Um, but his Demon stuff was awesome, and and everything leading up to that Demon stuff, like before WWE when he started painting himself mm-hmm. you know, constantly and stuff. This stuff was awesome. I uh I watched his two matches that he had with um Kyle O'Reilly. Those were those were pretty good matches. I, I did watch the uh the, the the match where I believe he broke his jaw. Yeah. They wrestled for like forty minutes or something, just beat the shit out of each other. That that's what I that's the wrestling I like, you know. I I love it. Uh big fan of Shibata, even though he's not wrestling anymore, you know, currently at least. Hopefully maybe he'll come back one day. But uh that style, that hard hitting, you know, hit you hit you for real style, just say Yeah. That. That's always uh, one of my favorite things to see. And uh, I've had you hit me for real, so, yeah, I know what that's like. 
Um, so with everything going on in, uh, with wrestling and stuff like that, there's a certain group that that's out and about, uh, four, four, Oh, I know. Him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has there been any talk of you possibly joining up with them? Because I mean, your, your tag partners there. Uh, I know you, you know, all them guys quite well. So, uh, honestly, no, no, no? no nothing at all. Um, I, I would definitely be open to it, but I mean, they're, they're doing such cool things with what they have. You know, I don't know that they need more, you know, more people mm-hmm. um, with them. Um, I know they know if they called me, uh, you know, I'd be there whenever they need me. You know, um, like you said, me and Eric, we've been tagging forever. Uh, me and Ricky, uh, we're really, are really good friends. We go way back. Uh, we tagged once as Ricky Bobby uh, <laughs> way back in the day. Uh, like Ricky had an injury and he kind of came back and was feeling it out and making his way back through wrestling. So we hit a lot of towns together um, at that time. And um, obviously like coming up with Johnny uh, and Greg Iron, um, I basically lived with Johnny and Greg Iron for a couple of years. So, I mean, that, that, that dude, you know, is, is a good friend of mine too. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm not the most social guy, so I don't, I don't hit these guys up on the regular, see what they're doing. I've never once said like, Hey, how about I hop in a car? Like, you know, Oh, you guys ever think about this or bringing me in or this or that? Nah, that's, you know, they're doing great stuff. If they need me, they could call me. I'd be there. So, you know, uh, but, uh, just good luck, you know, good luck to those guys, man. They're, they're killing it. So good for them, you know, right on. Um, growing up, uh, who, who did you like to watch? Like, I, you may not remember specific matches, that kind of stuff, but who did you, who did you enjoy watching? Um, so when I, when I initially, it was probably Bret Hart. Um, when I first discovered wrestling, um, that would have been WWF up here, up North. I, I don't really even remember like, before Nitro, like WCW even being on TV, maybe my grandpa watched it on like a Saturday afternoon or something. I don't know. But I um, always was a big WWF, WWE fan, and Bret Hart was my guy. Like, I used to have like this undying hatred for Shawn Michaels because <laughs> I was such a big Bret Hart guy. I remember specifically a moment. I was at um, Gargano's house, and uh, uh, Bret Hart was going to wrestle Vince McMahon. And uh, he was this big Michaels fan, and I was a big Bret Hart fan. So he's just, you know, just getting, just taking shots at me all day. <laughs> and uh, they teased some uh, Bret Hart gear earlier in the night, like on the internet. It was like getting getting ready for the show, and they showed some gear. And I was like, oh, man, this is Bret Hart. Like, he's this is the real Bret Hart. And then he comes out in uh, John Cena shorts <laughs> and a leather jacket and uh, has the absolute worst match with Vince McMahon possible. I mean, I don't know what that it could have been better, but it, it is what it is. And I'm just getting ragged on by Johnny the whole time. Like, that's your boy. That's your guy. So slowly I like deviated away from my telling everybody how much I love Bret Hart. Um, but, but, but as much as I, as a kid, I hated Shawn Michaels. I actually really liked Shawn Michaels. It was just a true fandom, you know, where I was like such a big Bret fan that I can't like Shawn, but obviously he's, one of the, if not the best ever. Um, and then Shane Douglas, um, huge ECW fan. You know, I started with WWE or WWF, but once I discovered ECW, that's when I was like, all right, I want to do this. Like, this is cool. Like, this is the kind of wrestling I want to do. Like, I like hardcore wrestling, uh, hardcore crowds. It was just counterculture. It was cool. And uh, Shane was Shane was my dude. Um, 
yeah, luckily I discovered it early enough when Shane was still there. He really wasn't even there that long um, when I discovered ECW, and then he went away, but he made such a big impact on me initially, and now I've got to wrestle him six, seven times, um, and it's just been an honor every time. He treats me great after every match, you know, always puts me over and talks me up, gives me great advice, so... Yeah, Bret Hart and Shane Douglas, and then maybe like Sting, a huge Sting fan. So it's really cool to see him on AEW now. Right on. You know, and see where they go with him. But just to see him every week and not, you know, randomly popping up every few months. Uh, you know, I see people complaining like, oh, he hasn't wrestled yet and he just keeps coming out. Who cares? It's Sting. You get to see Sting every week. Like, right. eventually he will retire or he will die and you'll never see him again. So just be happy that he's on TV. He's not taking any TV time away from anybody. You know what I mean? Like, He's building up Darby Allen. Uh, you know, it's 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 great. You know, it's just great to have him back. So yeah, those would be that'd probably be my three my three top guys. Right on. So tell me about sludge music that you that you enjoy so much because uh, I don't know. I, I might like like some of these bands. I don't know what's right. considered. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm rare. I'm actually wearing a crowbar shirt right now. Okay. A crowbar hoodie. That's a big sludge band. So sludge. Um, I, I discovered sludge through. Matt Justice. Uh, Matt's a huge metalhead, uh, huge Metallica fan. I mean, he just loves metal. You know, if, if there's a true metalhead in wrestling, it's it's Matt. You know, um, there's a lot of fake metalheads in wrestling, um, but Matt is absolute true. What what you see is what you get when it comes to Matt Justice. So um, he was always a big metal fan, and then a huge Philly and Selma fan, uh, Phil from Pantera. Mm -hmm. So. When we first started really hanging out, um, became really good friends, we went and seen Down, which is one of Phil's side bands, which actually got pretty pretty big, pretty popular band. A lot of people know Down. He has Matt has a shirt, a Justice Lifer shirt. Mm -hmm. That's from Down. The Lifers comes from Down. The song Lifer is a Down song. So, so we started with Down, and then uh, I, I kind of got into Crowbar, and he always knew of these other bands, but um, so... We kind of dismissed it at first, though, as I started to get into Crowbar. And then I was like, one day, I was like, dude, you got to listen to this again. Like, it's really good. So he listens to it, and then he's just hooked. I'm hooked. Uh, Corrosion Conformity, uh, Soylent Green, Acid Bath. Just all these bands from the New Orleans, Louisiana area. A lot of them kind of started with Phil, uh, kind of branched from him. And, and they all start, I hate God's another one. And they, and they all like some of the guys, some of the members from the bands have played in the other bands and vice versa. And, um, I mean, we just got hooked. I mean, super hooked. It's what I think what we love the most about it is, so we love ECW and we like hardcore wrestling and we like counterculture wrestling. Sludge is counterculture metal basically. Okay. So it's kind of like that thing, like, all these you see all these guys walking around they'll have a metal shirt i don't know kill switch engage or you know i don't know just these pseudo big metal bands um pretty big metal bands and then you'll see like out of the 10 metal shirts of like pretty no bands you'll see that one sludge guy and you'll hit it off with that guy right away because you know his interests are just like yours and, and it's like i mean i've been to sludge shows uh it's 100 people but it's the best show I've ever been to. I mean, every single person of all those hundred, we know every song. We're just we're just into the show, you know, sucked into the environment. And and that's where it reminds me of like that counterculture wrestling. I get that same feeling in the crowd, um, moshing or just jamming out to to this band. 
um because it's got that like underground like this is our special thing and independent wrestling and especially like that counterculture underground stuff that's kind of how it is with wrestling as us wrestlers and us fans this is like this is our thing like you go to the grocery store and you're wearing an aiw shirt right now and there won't be one other person in the grocery store that probably wears an AIW shirt. But one day you might go and you might see that other guy. And then you guys are going to talk for an hour about AIW and how cool it is. But that's what's cool about wrestling. That's what's cool about sludge metal. It's It's got that same exact vibe. It's just like this small group of people that love this thing. And we love it with everything we have. And, and that's what makes it great to us, you know. And other people don't even know that it exists or anything about it. It's a joke to them. But it, it means everything to us, and that's that's why we love it, man. It's, it's just like wrestling. Right on, right on. Uh, all those bands I've heard of, but I've I've only probably listened to down out of all of them, right? Uh, and that's because of Justice. So like I'd put it on at work, and we'd be like just yeah. putting kids together at work, and like my boss is a metalhead, and like we he listens to a lot of like uh, more like screaming stuff. So right, I try right. to put on like other stuff that like is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put on uh, Matt's theme one day, and he's just like, I haven't listened to down in forever. I'm like, well, that's what we're listening to today. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we call it old man metal too, because we're like old. <laughs> dudes um and you know it's it's a little bit slower that's why it's called sludge it's sludgier it's slower than than that like high pitch fast screaming stuff you know what i mean it's a little bit a little bit easier for us to comprehend at our older ages you know so it's it, we call it old man metal uh who came up with your your entrance music for uh paradigm that you're using now because i fucking love it so i've always uh well not always but for for a while now ever since i really became uh the Bev Bobby Beverly that I want to be. Um, I've come out to Albatross by Corrosion Conformity. Unless I'm with Eric, then obviously we come out to Love in an Elevator because we're the young studs, um, which is funny because we're not young studs <laughs> anymore. But that's that's what's great about it, you know. Um, so I've always come out to Albatross. Well, there was a brief time where uh, Gary from PPW uh, wanted me to change my music as I was going to be going more heel. And he's a big... Uh, Alice in Chains fan, and I'm a huge Alice in Chains fan also, uh, big time uh, grunge grunge fan. Mm-hmm. So he decided that he wanted me to come out to Alice in Chains Rooster. So I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll give it a shot. You know, everybody was completely against it though. Like they loved Albatross. Like even if they didn't know what it was, they just liked the vibe of the song, um, the way it sounded. You know, as I came out and all that good stuff. So, so I was like, nah, I'll go with what you want. I believe in what you want me to do. So we did Rooster and. It got the absolute worst reaction ever. I mean, the worst. It's just, if I was like a mega heel, which at the time I definitely wasn't, um, maybe, but it was so slow and long that it was just like, by the time I hit the ring, I'm like, what am I even going to do? Like, everybody's just down, like like the band down. They're just down, like completely. I'm like, oh, man. So... So eventually, like, after a few shows, it starts to get back together. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, this isn't working. So then he decides to mix up a version. So he mixed up the basically, like, the intro to Rooster, which is, like, one of the best parts for wrestling, at least for mm-hmm. an entrance, would be that intro. So he mixes up the intro and blends it into Albatross, which I think is probably the best theme I've ever used or came out to, you know. Um, I'm actually thinking about changing it though. Probably not there, but, um, I don't know. I got, <laughs> I got some things in the works, 
Maybe thinking about doing this old man Bev thing. So we'll see, like, <laughs> All right. like old man Logan, you know, like, right on. That's what, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like just old and fed up and pissed off and just like slaughtering all these young kids, you know, they, there's all these young kids, you know, and they're all good and everything, but they just put themselves over every day and talk about, Oh, this match was great. And this, I just want to go kill them. All of them, you know, just destroy them all. You know? Cyto suplex six that's times it. in a row. That's it, you know, <laughs> that's it. Yep. That was it. That was the birth of old man Bev. Me and Don't Die Miles, you know, just welcome to the business, man. And now, and now he's now he's having a, a little run right now, right? Yeah. We had that match, um, and uh, it it didn't go as I had planned, um, but but it didn't go bad. But um, I think I had more planned for him. Um, but uh, um, oh, and then he ended up, you know, it ended up just kind of being a suplex fest, this and that. But but I think what came out of it was his don't die attitude mm-hmm. um, in it. Um, it was the first points finish that they've had. So the fact that he just kept surviving and surviving and surviving and at one point started to come back and then continue to survive. And then finally it was just points. It was enough because who knows, maybe he would have got back up. You know right. what I mean? Um, so I think it kind of helped him elevate him to what he's, where he is now because he's getting a lot of respect lately. His last few matches from what I haven't seen him, but I've been seeing a lot of people put him over. So so hopefully that match was kind of a launching point for for Don't Die Miles and uh, for the old man Bev, you know. Just I dig it. Uh, I like that you also had the the first ever uh, match that ended with points because you know it's been going on for all summer long and nothing's finished by points. It's always been knockout or exactly. whatever. So that's awesome. Uh, it's another yeah. first for, for you uh, for the guy that everyone thinks isn't quite a UWFI guy. I uh, I won the title. I uh, I beat Cole Radrick in a very short time, and I won the first uh, match by points. So I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Know, so uh, now, are you going to be in the first terminal velocity match that they're going to do? I don't know if I'm in it for sure, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I you know I don't know quite how things are going to shape out with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as I know, I I thought that uh, me and Hoodfoot may be having that match. Um, but it but it may just be. Um, it might be the entire match. I'm not sure. So I don't know if it's a points thing that maybe we'll get to that point or if they're just, we're going to have that opportunity. I don't know. Um, I just know we're going to beat the shit out of each other and you should watch it for sure. So, yeah, the concept uh, really struck me because it's like four minutes, UWFI rolls. If there's no winner, then it goes to anything goes mm-hmm. like craziness. And I'm like, okay, that fits a couple guys. That fits you. That fits justice. Yeah. I was like, I could see a lot of guys jumping in. It and definitely that. challenged Hoodfoot. Um, I don't. I didn't watch the shows, so I don't know if it made it to the shows or not. And I do know from what I've seen, I think I'm uh, – supposed to be wrestling Lexus Montez again. Um, after, yeah, that was the last, and that was finish. the finale. So, yeah, so you I, got. Maybe things aren't going, maybe they're going in a different direction, but at some point I, I will wrestle Hoodfoot and get his, get that belt back, and there's no way they'll be able to contain us. We will beat the shit out of each other, so it'll be fun. I'm excited to see that. Um, have you been watching WandaVision? I have. Uh, I love it. So I've, I've talked to a few people. Um that we're just like, I don't know. Like, eh, I didn't really like it. It's weird. But it I love that it's weird, you know, and and, and I know what it's building to. It's still gonna build to this great Marvel spectacle. Right. So um the last episode, actually, I don't know if, if you're caught up. I'm caught up. Okay, so so the last episode I thought um I, I loved it. Like I know it didn't further anything that we've seen. 
but it just gave us so much. Like, we kind of knew a lot of it. I think we guessed a lot of it, but we did finally get to see it from the outside. Yeah, we got that context. And, yeah, yeah, we got to see that, okay, this is existing in the Marvel Universe right now. This is uh, this is just her in this weird little world, and um, everything's still the same, you know what I mean? And eventually it's going to get crazy, and I'm, I'm, I'm hooked, you know? I think it's going to have a great ending, because as far from what I remember, Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to be first, and then they switched it, and now it's one division to basically kick off Phase Four. Mm-hmm. So I think there's probably something pretty big um, to hook you into Phase Four that they're they're betting on to put that first. Yeah, I think with um, I'm starting to think now with Multiverse of Madness that she's the madness, and that she's hopefully the villain. Okay. They say Spider Man is going to be affected by this. That's right. probably where if they do get the other Spider Man, where they're talking about come, you know, the multiverse. And then I think, you know, obviously Doctor Strange is going to be like the conclusion of this trilogy. Um, and I, I think she's got to be the madness, I would say. I hope. That makes sense. I hope I hope they bring in Magneto because <laughs> he's her father and he right. needs to be. They didn't do that in the Marvel, in the, the Fox movies. Right. You know, and that's Marvel Comics right there, you know. So why not bring him in? That's the perfect way to introduce the, uh, the mutants and the, you know. I think the X-Men can kind of be off of magneto so magneto shows up he's been looking for his daughter whatever this is my my theory on it um pietro could be alive possibly maybe he saved him um maybe he rehabilitated him he's got super speed so why couldn't he heal fast possibly right fast enough so maybe he has his son with him um but i think he comes and i think he already has the brotherhood of mutants maybe already planned or with him somewhat and he brings her in and then they reveal themselves and the mutants. Um, I know they kind of did some funky stuff where they said Hydra did experiments on them, but right. that doesn't mean that they didn't have a mutant gene right. and that the experiments caused it to come out similar to like the Deadpool movie. Right. So, yeah. Cause like I always thought it was really interesting that, yeah, they couldn't use the mutant word. So basically they said that they were special and that, you know, they were, they mm-hmm. were worked on. And like you said with, with Quicksilver, uh, with everything we've seen, how they tie things together, like how they tied everything together in Far From Home, which I just watched the other day again, with all those people that were in the backdrop that came exactly. together to help uh, Mysterio, uh, you could totally do something where they picked up Quicksilver and rehabilitated him, exactly. and he's still out there, and yep. he's going to be all of a sudden, boom, he's back, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, bad. And, and if you think, like, I kind of went back and watched some of the other movies that had Wanda and Vision. Um, as I've been kind of, you know, excited during WandaVision. And uh, out, outside of, like, I mean, actually, there's not even really like anything I could think of where she's really exposed to the world too much. I mean, maybe just a hair, but it's like, you know, she goes from these kids who nobody knows about to joining the Avengers, um, essentially. They have this little Civil War battle. And then they go in, and then she goes into hiding. So now she's in hiding. So even if, like, say, Magneto was looking for her, how is he going to find her? Right. First, she was hidden off. She appears for a second. She hides again. Well, she hides again, and then she doesn't come back until Infinity War. And then she disappears for five years because she goes into ash. So if she has this father out there that's been looking for her, there's no way he's going to be able to find her. Well, now after this, um, in this, this fucking town that's, you know, been taken over by her, Obviously, now he's going to be able to find her. Like, this is a pretty big deal. She took over a whole town. She's controlling all kinds of shit. There's a lot of power being used. So my opinion would be that, she, you know, he finds her finally, whether he has the son or not. But I feel like that should start the mutants, and that's the Brotherhood of Mutants. And then the X-Men can begin from that because they have to fight these mutants that are now revealing themselves to the world. 
I don't know. I think it. I think it works, but who knows what they're gonna do uh, with the multiverse? I mean, there's so many things we can get out of it. Like obviously the three Spider Mans. I think they're gonna have this mix of the um, Sinister Six, but it's gonna be a mix from all different I, I, worlds. Yeah, I think so, yeah, um, which is exciting to mm-hmm. say the least. Um, on top of fantastic four is coming and obviously they're going to lead the charge into this and then i mean the mutants fit in as well i don't Mm -hmm. know if they'll play a big role right away or if they're going to kind of build that up to be like you know phase five or phase six is boom we got you know i feel like if they like however they do it if they introduce like whether it was magneto or somebody here's a mutant and 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 now people know mutants exist they could go through the remaining phase or the, even the next phase and slowly introduce these other mutants. Mm-hmm. And then those ones maybe come together as the X-Men, you know, somehow. Yeah, like there's rumors that there might be one in Captain Marvel mm-hmm. uh, coming up. And then, like, oh, obviously it was rumored that it's Wolverine. Wolverine's rumored to be in a ton of stuff. So who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know if he should be leading the charge again in everything. He is their moneymaker, but... I mean, we we had that era with with Wolverine. I love Wolverine; he's my favorite. But like, there's other characters we can focus on to bring everything together. Exactly. Um, I, I it, I'm just it's we've been, we had to wait for so long after mm-hmm. after the conclusion, and uh, I'm thankful that we have Spider Man because I really grew to like Spider Man out of this. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, Tom Holland's version of Spider Man, and I I hope that they sign him for like three more movies, like the rumor was. Yeah. And I and I hope that we get Captain America back because that was a rumor that they're signing him for some more mm-hmm. stuff. So I hope that somehow we can fit another Captain America in there, not a, maybe a film, but like have him as like a buddy film with yeah. like somebody maybe secret Avengers with like, you know, and have like Wolverine, Deadpool, Captain America, like something crazy. Like mm-hmm. I would love to see a team up with like those guys. Um, and it gives me hope that we can see all this stuff. And like, I'm just excited for what's coming in and getting back to WandaVision. Like, yeah, like I think a lot threw a lot of people off with uh, being like the old sitcom type deal. But uh, Kevin Feige's had given us such like, he hasn't let us down yet. No. So like, I have such faith in that dude. Like when I saw this, I'm like, okay, it's building to something. There's something here. We're not going to know right away. It's not going to be, oh, here's everything here. Uh, you know, this is the show. It's like, exactly. it's going to be the slow build for that first season. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be boom. And we're going to start getting stuff. And this episode this week was really cool yep. to see like how, uh, what was going on on the outside. And then they're bringing in characters that were, you know, third, uh, third string characters. Like we got Kat Dennings back, mm-hmm. which I love her. Yeah. Uh, we got the FBI agent back that just, learned the card trick. How tricks. they incorporate yeah. all those people. And, 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 but that's what made it MCU right away. Like those first couple episodes were our first three, it, you know, like they set it up like the sitcom. They even kind of told you back in like, a year ago like yeah this is going to be different it's gonna be a sitcom it's gonna be this and that you know so you're watching it and that's where some people kind of didn't like it because like oh, i don't like this but you just got to wait because it's not going to be a sitcom forever right it's, it's going to build to something and then here we go let's bring in mcu characters let's see it from the outside and and it clearly obviously yeah this exists in the mcu they made it made made so far they made it make complete sense like how everything is going down and her control in this world i, I absolutely love it like, it's been great the uh the commercials that they had with uh tony stark with with the, the stark industries mm-hmm. toaster and then the the timepiece that was actually one of uh von strucker yep uh so i love like the little hints at other things like uh, apparently there was a rumor that the there was uh 
a wine that was in one of them that was house of M, which was like an X-Men reference yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And I love that they can throw the little Easter eggs in and everything somehow all ties together every time. And like, exactly. you just got to have that faith. Like yep. I wasn't the biggest fan of these, the style, but I'm like, okay, it's building to something. So yep. pay attention to every little thing exactly. because it's going to mean something yep. when we get to where we're going. And this, mm. this week's episode, I, uh, was really excited that we're like kind of showing other stuff and then i think you know obviously going forward it's going to be even more stuff i heard there's some spoilers out there that somehow got leaked out but i haven't read anything or heard anything i've been i i don't want to be spoiled by this and then what's really cool is if they if they do this right um did you watch the mandalorian oh yeah did you get on that okay so eventually with how disney's lining this stuff up with the network i think we're eventually going to have 24 or around the year round we're going to have a marvel show on Mm -hmm. we're going to have a a star wars show on and then we're going to have the big tentpole movies going forward so like growing up as like you know a nerd with all this kind of stuff. I never thought in a million years we would have something like this. It's so cool it's, to be in that prime frame where mm-hmm. like we make adult money, we can go spend our money on yeah, this stuff exactly. and then we get to see all this stuff. And it, this stuff's all cool. Yes. Like when I was a kid, this stuff wasn't cool. No. Like I remember having a little comic book shop in Niles that popped up one time and they had a flash shirt for sale. And I was like, holy shit, a flash shirt. Like I've never seen one of those in the wild. Like, and I just begged my dad, like, give me some money. I got to buy this shirt. So I did. I bought a flash shirt because I was like, I'm never going to see one of these again. Like, <laughs> like if it wasn't Batman or Superman or maybe Spider-Man, you didn't see shit. Like mm-hmm. maybe Hulk a little bit, you know what I mean? But, uh, I was like a flash shirt. Holy shit. It's a, you know, like, that's what I always think back to. Like when I was a kid and how, how like not uncool but it just wasn't it wasn't what it is now it wasn't like as popular as it is now it's cool to be into that stuff you know it's cool to be an adult and watch the movies and collect stuff you know like which is great because that's what i always wanted you know so it's awesome you know i'm I'm a huge dc fan so i'm hoping that they get their ship going they started kind of moving in the right direction with the last few movies i'll see what they do with uh, hbo max um, what did you think? Did you see the new Wonder Woman? I haven't watched I did, it yet myself. I did myself. see the new Wonder Woman. Um, it wasn't as good as the first one. Uh, the plot was kind of weird, um, but it, but I didn't think it was bad. Uh, it was Wonder Woman. I, I I struggle getting like really into Wonder Woman as is. My my wife loved it, so you know. So that's a demographic they're shooting for. Then then uh, then they did good, you know. So but but it wasn't bad. I think that's what they're trying to get away from is anything being kind of just bad and not making sense. And, and I hope they just get crazy. Like, screw it. Like, I hope there's three <laughs> Batmans going all at once. Like, uh, give me Batfleck, give me Pattinson Batman, and, and I'll take a Batman show. I don't care. Like, I, I watch all the Batman you give me. You right. I mean? Absolutely. Um, did you, um, the only thing I saw from the Wonder Woman thing was the cameo at the end uh, with Linda Carter. And mm. that was the only thing that, like, I watched that that show when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, I remember it. Yep. So like that popped me. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like maybe I should give it a chance. I still haven't. Like I watched um, Batman versus Superman. The only thing I liked in that film was the one Batman fight scene in the warehouse mm-hmm. when he like it was, uh, was that like, that was awesome. And I, I liked his fight with Superman. That was kind of cool too. Like See, I, there, there's been that's the thing. Like they've they've given us things like me as a DC fan or even a superhero that I've always wanted to see. So like even with Man of Steel, like. 
whatever people thought about it, they finally gave me the type of Superman I want to see with like the powers and the special effects. Cause even Superman returns was kind of a letdown. It was a long movie. They didn't give you a whole lot of action scenes. Um, you know, it was Lex Luthor again, you know, regardless of how people felt about the doomsday that they used, um, in, uh, in the Batman versus Superman movie, but you got to see that too. You know, you, you finally got to see him like kind of at his power doing and yeah, that Batman fight scene. Like there's a lot of good stuff. I'm hoping this Snyder cut just blows people away that like he adds enough and what he had that it's that they have to make it like canon going forward because it's that good. I'm curious so I'm really on hoping. it. I can't imagine like it can't be bad. If it's bad, why would they let him do it? Like that seems because this is kind of like HBO Max is kind of hanging on this a little bit, um, at least for me, like as a DC fan, like this has to be good, I would say. I mean, they obviously now they're giving you all their movies, so maybe it's not very good. So maybe they're like, well, let's just give them everything so we can get this thing sold and done, right. which I think is a cool move. They're obviously going to lose some money, but their subscription is going to go through the roof. Now they're giving all their movies away for free, you know, for a month. So, yeah, so that's pretty cool. The, um, I'm excited to, to check out the Snyder cut. I didn't watch the original just because like the other ones didn't do it for me. I did yeah. see the full Aquaman movie and I thought that was cool and mm -hmm. it had some cool stuff in it, but like, it it didn't draw me in like i didn't care about the 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 fight at the end of the film like it just right. it was just like a big blockbuster cheese yeah. like i'm it, like it was good you know shazam was good um but yeah i i get what you're saying though so like i'm a huge batman fan and the christopher nolan batman trilogy for me is still like my three favorite movies of all time like mm -hmm. for me the, the best trilogy i'm a huge star wars fan and, and it's better than any like four five and six or anything like that to me um, I love it. Even Dark Knight Rises, that's actually, I, I love Dark Knight Rises because I like Batman Begins so much. So, like, Dark Knight was fantastic. Heath Ledger's Joker, it, it, it was just, it was great. But once he passed away and they had to kind of change the story, the fact that Dark Knight Rises basically was a sequel to Batman Begins, for me, was perfect because I love Batman Begins. Mm -hmm. So, for me, that movie's great. Like, I, I love all three of those movies. But those were so good. And Marvel's been hitting home runs left and right. You know, not every movie from Marvel is fantastic. You know, like to me, Ant Man was just like Aquaman or something. You know, like like good. I think the thing that separates Marvel and DC is that I care about the Marvel characters outside of their superhero when they're not the superhero, and I think that DC doesn't know how to make me like make their superheroes relatable to like you and I. So like Aquaman, like was like a cool like guy that lived by the sea whatever mm -hmm. and like drank beer and did this and was a badass and i'm like okay but i don't okay that's not something i can like i'm not so much that i can relate to but right. like i don't care about that guy like i, I right. it's just a guy that does you know cool things but it's right. like i feel like that's where they're missing people like their version of of batman i didn't care about because i didn't see you didn't really see him as Bruce Wayne and and him struggle with anything right. or, 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 you know, and make they, him relatable they, they to try you. to use that as like, well, you guys have already seen this how many times? Well, but that's what, that's what sucks you in. That's right. what pulls you in. Like, I'll gladly see it again and I'll see your version of how things went down. Yeah, I know his parents are going to get killed and, right. Ali and all this, but like, I need that to get sucked in to to this movie and to what you know, what you're selling me. And they, like I said, they haven't done that since really that Nolan trilogy because he, 
like just going back to where I said Batman Begins and then Dark Knight Rises had so much affected from that movie. So right. I had so much investment because like I said, I love that first movie. So I was so invested in the third one because I liked the first one so much. Um, and the, and the story kind of, it was like a sequel to that one. And DC really hasn't done that yet. And I don't know if like, maybe they should start pulling like more obscure, obscure characters and stuff. Like instead of just trying to roll with their big Batman, Superman flash, like, Pull some characters who are like really interesting, like out of, you know, out of the catalog and give us some cool, interesting stories. And then, you know, maybe build from that. You know, I, I don't know. They give us some Constantine. I like yeah. to see some more Constantine that's not, uh, you know, I, I liked the version with Keanu Reeves, yeah. but I would like to see, I like the, 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 the version that was on TV. The I would like Ryan, that show. Yes. Ryan, I would like yeah, to see like him that. in a, in a film. Give yes. him the, the full budget, let them do some interesting, like, dark were, magic stuff with them. they to do, them. like, a Justice League dark. But that's the thing. Give us a Constantine movie. Mm-hmm. You know, give us uh, who, whoever else, you know, in Justice League dark. You know, there's some interesting characters, you know, right. Dead Man. and uh, Give us a couple of their stories and movies so now we, we have something, some interest in those guys. And then give us a Justice League dark movie. Don't just come out with Justice League dark because it has the name Justice League and dark. And you think people, you know, people will still go see this other stuff if it's right. good, you know. So I, they're in a tough spot, though. I mean, they got so far behind Marvel. Marvel's been building this world. So now if they try to build a world now, that well, they're just copycatting what they're doing and trying. You but know, I think so. people would forgive it if it's done well, because right. I think that's the big thing is like what made the Dark Knight trilogy so good is that you loved Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. the character. You didn't have to. Ha- you got Batman and you got your cool stuff with him, but it was about bruce wayne dealing with everything as bruce wayne exactly in a more real world setting and i think that they're on to something with robert pattinson i'm hoping that they're going to do uh like the the vibes i got from that trailer uh to me is we're getting detective batman and that's what i like i like detective Mm -hmm. comics i like batman when he's trying to solve mysteries and it's not just an action film and 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 it's I'm glad they're making that and that they're willing to do that and it doesn't have to tie to whatever their DCEU is. Or right. Whatever, you know, I almost, I almost think like they need to just forget about their DCEU and just take these properties and, and make, yeah, make you get invested in them and build, build worlds around them. Like mm-hmm. nothing, not everything has to come together, you know, like into one giant thing. Like Superman can have his own thing. He's got plenty of villains and he's got plenty of side heroes and characters that could, they could all come together into a big Superman. That's like Spider-Man. Right. Spider-Man is, Spider-Man is great. And the Tom Holland stuff's been awesome. And they're going to do this huge movie. That's going to bring all the Spider-Mans together. And, and you're, and you're going to love it because it's every Spider-Man that you, that you've watched and they bring it together. They're not just, okay, well we had them in Marvel and did this, you know what I mean? Now they're like, Oh shit. No, we're going to bring Andrew Garfield, hopefully Tobey Maguire. And it's, it's going to be fantastic. You know, I think DC needs to get away from like, well, we have to build a world and this and that. No, just, if it's good, just build around that. And, and you know, it doesn't, it doesn't all have to be in the justice league, you know, Batman can do his own thing. I think Flash it's an expectation gallery. now because Marvel did it. It's yeah. like, okay, it can be done. So right. you need to do this. And you're right. It, it doesn't need to be that way. Um, I think that they had so much pressure and they tried to jam so much into it. And they just, again, you don't care about the characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the number one thing. Like you cared about Iron Man from start to finish. Right. That was, a, that was that all those films was that arc for, for all those mm-hmm. characters and I, you care about them. So those movies, those movies mean something to, I go back to like that Snyder cut. 
there's a lot weighing on it, I feel like. Because now this is four hours. It's a four-hour movie. There's plenty of time to flesh out all the characters, to add whatever you wanted to add, and, and to make the movie that, that he wanted to make. So if they can't make you care about the Justice League in four hours, then they have some issues. You know? right. And if they do, uh, Warner Brothers has to be smart enough to say, okay, this is our movie, not what happened two years ago. Like, that movie's gone. Yeah. Like, this is where we go now. Yeah, this is know? the Snyder Cut becomes the official cut, right. and the other one is the whatever cut. Exactly. Is, yeah. yeah. Hopefully they're smart enough to do something like that because, uh, I mean, I like DC. I, I'm, I'm invested in what they're going to do with, the, the Batman with Batman in general. Oh, 100%. I love uh, on um, HBO Max now that they started putting up all the animated Batman films yes. because that's something that they just they kick Marvel's ass at with the animated oh, yeah. films, yeah. and they're not afraid to go adult with them and have blood and violence and everything else. So those are awesome. Uh, I just found that they have uh, the Hush one on there. I've been waiting to see that, so I'm going to watch that probably. What's cool about it is, though, like, even if you know Hush, like, Hush is one of, one of my more favorite comic book stories. Um, it doesn't quite follow it because they blended it into their animated universe because it's actually, they get confusing. Like, whoever is in charge of retailing needs to better retail their movies, though, because they have, like, 20-some movies that are part of their animated universe, and they make a lot of side ones that have nothing to do with it, but they don't really tell you that. Like, it's it's kind of hard, in my opinion, to, like, know. Like, there needs to be something specific that stands out. Like, this is part of this, which yeah. they just ended it anyway, so now they're starting it over, so I guess we'll see. I know that they're doing... Um, it's supposed to come out in two parts. I'm trying to remember. It was a, it was a big... Uh, it was a big Batman one they're going to do. There's like on Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I am so excited to see that. Cause I read the comic on that mm -hmm. and loved it. And I'm excited to see how they do that. So I'm a huge Frank Miller, Batman fan. You either love Frank Miller, you hate him. So, but I love it. I love all Frank Miller. Um, it's just, it's different. Um, and I really like the Dark Knight Returns. They did it in two parts. So if you watch it as one, because their animated movies are short, you know, 70 to 80 minutes or mm -hmm. whatever. But if you watch it in, in both parts, part one and part two, it gives you like one full cinematic movie. And it's it's fantastic. And then they have Batman Year One that you could also watch with it. Um, and Batman Year One was interesting, but it was like some of them are super short because like the, the material they got to work with doesn't yeah, they, extend they added, itself. Uh, the Batgirl Batman romance storyline, which isn't in the comic um, because it was so short. And I, I don't know how I felt about it, but I don't know. I didn't hate it. I just I don't know. It's a Jim Gordon story, really. Anyway, Batman Year One more than anything. Yeah. And uh, that was, uh, I was really surprised how short it was. Like, I couldn't believe it was only an hour. I'm like, wait, there needs to be like another 40 minutes here. Yeah. What's happening? See, Marvel's animation has been so bad. And then they still try to like uh, make it all fit into like their MCU kind of. Mm -hmm. It doesn't officially, but like all their shows, they try to end. Like they had a great Spider-Man show going, I thought at least. And then they canceled that to have Marvel Spider-Man because it's a little bit more in line with what they're doing with right. the movies and stuff. And, like, they just need to get, like, serious and real. Like, you have some great comics. Like, I love Daredevil, a huge Daredevil fan. Frank Miller, like, Born Again. That's a great, great story. Like, make a cartoon of that. You know what right. I mean? Like, take these. That's, like, that could be, like, their way into the animated world is taking some of these great stories that they have and putting them out there, you know. As yeah, there's so many good X-Men ones that could oh. be fucking killer. Yeah. Like, I'm dying for, give me X, like, animated X-Men films. And not the anime stuff, because I, I, I know people love anime. I'm not an anime guy. I don't I mean, like the yeah. art style. Yeah. 
Um, but I need, I need better animation and not that like weird, like it's almost like it's 3d, but it's, it's some weird art style that they've done with a couple of them. I don't like that either. Like give me the, the, the Warner brothers animation style, but with X-Men, Spider-Man, Daredevil, Punisher, like you could do, they don't have to be tied with MCU. They could be their own thing. Uh, they can be as dark or as light as you want them to be, uh, with humor and everything. And then. The, you could just tell the comic book stories exactly. because that's what I, exactly. that's what I love. It, there doesn't need to be no, you know, if they want to have their little kids, Disney animated, that's fine. But like, you, there's so much money in telling these great comic book stories and putting them out there to where you can visually watch them. Right. You know, there's, I love being able to watch a story that I read on the screen. As right. It happens. You know, it's, it's cool. And just as long as they stay pretty true to them, you know, you know, don't just don't take stuff out unless it's, you know, doesn't need to be there right know? like under the red hoods one of my all-time favorites and like that's a great uh that's a great movie i, I thought yeah they, they that's my all-time favorite. My favorite that's what made me love the animated is when i watched that one favorite. i'm like this is yep. amazing and then they just did the death in a fam- death in the family that yes. has like where you get to choose stuff it's and most that- of red hood yeah and you get to i haven't got it yet because i looked at it it was like 40 some minutes I was like i'm gonna spend 20 bucks on this but it's, it's on hbo max it is now it okay. is and you can make the choice i think so oh man okay i, I believe because it was uh i just saw it i just was looking through to see because i wanted to watch the swamp thing series that yes. that they did on and it's on like cw right now but i don't want to watch it on like their cw like uh, i want to watch it on those dc universe shows um were underrated if or just people didn't know they existed like titans i think is really good i heard doom squad i I heard doom squad was real good and like i saw a clip of it and it made me laugh really hard i need to i need to get into it the animated harley quinn series was fucking dope i i was really impressed with that Mm -hmm. and uh, i was like i I should be it's 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 animated warner brothers knows what they're doing with their animated universe like it's so like none of it has to tie together and it just it works every time like it's always real fun Yep. So, and that's where Marvel needs to go. Just it, they don't need to worry about continuity. Just tell those stories. Tell the great stories. Yeah, you know, like I would stories, kill for X Men stories. Be awesome. You have them on the page. As long as you take the story from the page, people are gonna love it. That's know? why I like the the X Men animated series, and that's always been one of my and that's favorite thing, things. Like, with Marvel being so popular now, like uh, I, I was never a big Marvel fan, so like I obviously know of a lot of the stories, and I've maybe read synopsises, and I've barely read a lot of the comics though. But most of the Marvel fans now don't have a clue what happened in the comics. Mm-hmm. That that might be why the movies are so successful because they have nothing to compare them to. So they're right. not sitting there like, well, this is how it happened in the comic, you know. Um, but so many Marvel fans now have no idea what happens in comics. They don't. All they do is watch the movies. Right. So there's so many great stories. So you, as long as you you market them correctly and put out good stories, people are going to buy that because they, they don't they don't even know the story and it's a great story. So if you take a story that's just great. Well, it's, it's going to come off great on TV too. Right. So it's just easy. It's right there in front of you. You know what I mean? And, and it'll just further get people further into what Marvel has, you know? Cause like I said, I, I would, I would say 90% of the people that watch the movies have no idea what's happening in the comics. Not a clue. That's how, that's how popular it is. Like, yeah. Like, like to the masses, you know yeah. what I mean? They, they, they don't know what happened in the comics at all. Uh, there's like rumors that the X-Men animated series might be coming back. Like they've had meeting at least one meeting about it. And I'm like, I'm praying. Cause yeah. that was, they've said the that same was the thing. number one thing for my childhood. Yeah. They said the same thing about Batman, the animated series, Yes, Smith put something out not too long ago that he heard it might be coming back, which the cool thing about that though is, um, 
Bruce Tim has made a couple like animated movies mm-hmm. that kind of keep that alive. You know, I think the last Batman Harley Quinn movie was made by Bruce Tim. Yeah. And it's it's got that art style from, you know, that Bruce Tim art style. And I think it's technically kind of like canon to the Tim verse or whatever. Yeah. As they call it. Give me more of that. And the great thing about that is that the. Uh the voices don't really age much, so you could have, and they're all. I think they're all still alive, right? Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy, yeah, uh, maybe the Harley Quinn chick. I don't know she, but but that's that's a voice I think that can be done if they use the Harley Quinn voice on the, you know, that they have now. Yeah, uh, I don't Kaylee know. Cuoco, I think, is the one that does yeah. it on that. And they could have her, or I, I believe uh, Arlene Sorkin is the one that did the original. I, I want to say she's still around. Okay. She yeah, might be she able might to, be. right? Um, Cause I think they had like a, there was like a thing where they, uh, her and, um, Mark Hamill were together and they did the voices and stuff. It was really funny. But Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Those are the two. I mean, as long as you have those two, you right. have and the art and Bruce Tim, then you have the animated series, you know? Yeah. You know, I just don't think you would do it without Kevin Conroy though. He's distinctive to that. Series. Right. Like, yeah, you couldn't, I don't think anyone else would sound enough like him that it would feel like you were just watching a continuation and they got to go back to the original animated series. I was sitting at home today actually watching some of the last season, the mm-hmm. new adventures or whatever, where they kind of changed the art up a little. They added Nightwing. I like the stories. I like that they added more characters, um, but uh, the art stuff is a little different, and I like that original. Old that's that's stuff. the bad part about like the last season of that, the last season of X-Men. The art's all funky and stuff, too. Right. It's like So if you bring X-Men back, go back to what was like really good. You right. Know? That would be cool. I, that old Spider-Man series too. Like if you're yes. the X-Men do Spider-Man and yeah, then, the crossover and they did. together, obviously you that know? was the first ever crossover. Yeah. Like really was those two cartoons. Yep. I remember yep. that was a huge deal. Like yeah. Spider-Man was going to hook up with the X-Men in these two mm-hmm. episodes. And like when he was going through his like right. neogenic mutation stuff, we talked about their animation, how it's been so bad. Like that, well, there's, there's your answer right there for Disney plus just bring back X-Men, bring back Spider-Man. And then if you want, do Iron Man, do all your other characters. They did that Avengers show that was really good, too. Like when uh, Avengers was first starting to get popular and they canceled Mm -hmm. it and started another one. Because it didn't fall in line with Marvel. But that that first one was dope. It reminded me of of that. that And I was like, uh, this is genius. Earth Mightiest Heroes. Yes. I think is what it was. Yeah, that that it, mm-hmm. it didn't follow exactly, but it was so cool and the setup for like the the villains and stuff and it was great. Mm-hmm. It was easy to follow and then it like but it also like it didn't talk down to you. Like it was still yeah. like made for both adults and kids. Right. And Imagine uh, how cool to revive those old series and then maybe start a couple new series in the same vein that are gonna exist in that same world and they can build an animated world for Disney Plus. That's its own thing. And then introducing characters that we've never seen because there's been a lot more characters introduced since those shows aired on TV, you know? Right. That's what was great about those shows. It was all the characters. I mean, that is the X-Men. Like, when I see the X-Men in my head, that's what I see, you know? That's what that's what's been wrong with every X-Men movie. Like, I loved X2. I liked uh, Logan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Wolverine, the, sec- the Wolverine, the second one when he went to Japan. Um, I take a lot of uh, shit first for First class I liked. I even liked the second one. But then there's like three, one I didn't care much for. It's okay. But it's just like, that's not the X-Men. Never once did they give us the X-Men that we grew up on. And right. Wanted. Like, if Marvel, if Marvel doesn't give us the X-Men that we grew up on, that might ruin Mar- the MCU. I, I don't think know. Like, they have to give us. I it. think we're going to, we got to have that faith because if you look at the, what the suits wore for, for all the characters from the Avengers, they wore very close or v- very modern versions of 
That is true. Oh, of the comic book. So what I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're they, not going to be in spandex, but if we go get something away from close, it too much, but they they kept it close. Yes. If we get something close with Wolverine in the yellow and blue, it, Wolverine I'll be happy. has to be in the costume. <laughs> he has to have some sort of mask. It doesn't have to have giant horns or whatever. No. You know, it's got to have something, some kind of horns. And it has to be Wolverine, like, or it's not going to, or we're not going to, it's not going to be better than the Wolverine we've already got because. That, out of all the X-Men movies, the one redeeming factor is probably Wolverine. Uh, Hugh Jackman plays a fantastic Wolverine. It's unfortunate that they never put him in a suit. But if you give us a new Wolverine, it has to be the comic Wolverine. Did you see the alternate ending to the Wolverine yes. when he's on the plane and, and, and he opens and, yes. the fucking suit? And he never wears it. I was so angry that that was the alternate. And the reason they made it the alternate was because he didn't want to force the guy who was doing Days of Future Past to put him in the outfit. I'm like, who the fuck cares, buddy? Exactly. You put him in that outfit. Exactly. That's what everybody wanted for yeah. fucking 15 years. Only, you do it. The only thing we were missing from Hugh Jackman run as Logan Wolverine was at least just one time him in the suit. Even if it was a joke, like he puts a suit on, he's like, I'm not wearing this. Shit. Right. Right. You know what I mean, but something. Like, give us something that, you know, we, we, we want to see it. So like Marvel knows that they have to know that. Like, obviously they can't give it to us as it's presented in the cartoon. It'll look funky as fuck. Right. But it, as long as it's a modern version, they have to figure it out somehow. You can't just be in jeans again. Like if, yeah, oh, man, jeans and the wife beater I think, and the I jacket. Think everyone and... will forget Hugh Jackman and fall in love with whatever it is. If they do it that way, like that. And so they're going to have to, it's, and it's going to differentiate it. You're not yeah. going to be comparing it to Hugh Jackman at that point. You know? I mean, the closest we got was in days of future past. It was basically under his tactical armor. You could see the yellow or mm -hmm. the, the yellow and the blue on the arms. And I'm like, it's close. If you gave me a mask, yeah. I might be like, okay, you got me close enough. Yeah. But I mean, like, like, they did Cyclops and Storm okay, but they're easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, they don't look too crazy know. with, like, the stuff they had. At. Mm -hmm. Like, Beast, you can't have them running around in underwear with, like, a belt. Like, right, right. I so. mean, wrestlers do it, so maybe, I don't know, like, you could tie something in mm -hmm. there. Um, I think that was cool about the X-Men, too, was they all were very distinct, even though they were a team, you know? So that that was that was always cool. Like, I did like in uh, Deadpool that they did do Colossus justice because oh, like yeah. X, the other X Men films didn't. So that this one I like mm -hmm. that they did that with uh, him. Um, one of our uh, friends, Jay Gold, he's a big Colossus guy. So like he always uh, should talk to me because I always liked Morph from the cartoon as well mm -hmm. and Evil Morph specifically because like I like they brought him back after he was like killed and like that was like him and Wolverine were besties. And he lost his best friend and then evil morph came back and like morph had more episodes than Colossus did in the cartoon. So I was like, morph is a better X-Men character oh, okay. than Colossus, <laughs> which not true. I don't believe, honestly right, believe right. that, but like he was made specifically for the cartoon, but I'd love to see a version of morph. Like, yeah, we have mystique, but like we could have morph too. Mm. Like morph was a cool character. Yep. Please give me morph. Yep. Did you hear that rumor that, uh, Ryan Reynolds said originally, before Disney got a hold of it, Deadpool three was supposed to be like a buddy road trip film with him and Wolverine. Like if that would have happened, I bet you they would have put him in a suit at some point. Cause that's just Deadpool being, you know, like, right. Well, yeah. Cause Deadpool. the rumor was that was supposed to be the, I don't know why the they movie just still was... don't do it because I, I heard he's still not going to be part of the MCU. I think he's just going to make fun of being like in the MCU, but not in the MCU. He has to just still be Deadpool and do right. his own thing, you know, but See, there's two things that one part of me wants to believe that that's not true. And he's just saying it because he knows it'll never happen now and he can say whatever and true. it'll get the fans up true. in arms. That's just pessimist me. But if they did do it, the rumor was that it was supposed to be shot in a way that it was the movie made sense, but it was told from 
they're like the events that happened throughout the film were told from different angles. So like Wolverine saw this, it happened this way, but Deadpool actually mm. saw it happening this way. Like and then that. it like, so it was like not supposed to make sense until the end, right? which would have been awesome again. And yeah, we probably would have seen Wolverine in yeah, the outfit the entire in Deadpool's, time. <laughs> in Deadpool's vision, he probably would have had Wolverine looking like an idiot in his suit, but yeah. it would have been his suit, you know, like, I don't know. Do you, do you want MCU to try to bring him into the MCU? I, I personally just want him to leave him be. Let him, he let was him break never, the fourth wall and make fun of it, but I don't want him to officially be part of the MCU. He was never a serious character. Well, I mean, he to, when he was brought in, he wasn't the goofball that he that he was now. So, I mean, if they're not going to do that version of him, um, I think that he he can be in the MCU, but he doesn't have to tie in with everything. Like he can, they can have background events tie in with his kind of stuff, which they kind of did in Fox because the end of the first film, it was a, a one of the Shield carriers that was destroyed. They just couldn't make it look as distinct because of right. copyright. But he's totally always, in my mind, been in there, like in that uh, in that outer fringe. And my biggest concern is they don't have the two guys that wrote the first two doing this one. It's a different person, mm -hmm. and that's concerning because uh, yeah, they did these people won awards because they did Bob's Burgers, but I don't know if I have faith in their writing to right. give me a, a reasonable Deadpool. Like the other two guys knocked it out of the park both times. I just like the way he is. I like I like that he exists on his own and they can just do whatever they feel like, you know, doing. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, I guess technically though, he, they did nothing. They didn't do anything that like said they were Fox either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he took some shots at Fox, but they, even Colossus was a different Colossus. Mm -hmm. um, Juggernaut was Juggernaut different. Juggernaut was different. The girl that he had was never in the comics. Um, uh, so really MCU could just adopt one and two and say that, those movies happened in our MCU if they really another wanted. alternate reality. Yeah. yeah I mean, he you know, be with, again, going back to these multidimensional things that we're going to have mm. probably happen. Deadpool can come from one of those things. Like he right. could just get sucked through. Right. Like I do, I do hope there's a clear ending to it and it doesn't go too long. Like if you're going to pick and choose some characters, like if that's why they want to do this, I don't know. Um, and you're going to bring some people in the people at some point you have to get back to like, it's just your world. And if you do keep a couple, just make that choice. And then they're just there. I don't want them constantly like, like DC's kind of funked it up. I think a little bit, we'll see where it goes. But like with the flash, they were just jumping earths and realities constantly. Like, I don't want, I don't want to see that. Like uh, if you, if you do want to bring a couple guys in somehow, if you wanted to bring Hugh Jackman and his Wolverine somehow, um, and you suck him into their universe, but he gets stuck there. And then at some point it's over and there's no way to get back. And these people are here kind of like Miles Morales coming from his world into 616. And now he's in 616. And I don't think he can go back. I don't know. I don't read the comics, but I, I could see that. My thing that I think that they do really well is that not everything has to tie together. Like it's all in the same world, but it doesn't necessarily all have to tie together cinematically so mm -hmm. with spider-man like there's rumors we're gonna get uh daredevil and punisher uh from the netflix shows yeah. and and we're gonna get them so okay so now they're here now you give them their own show uh okay they don't have to tie in everything else every single time again they no, were, they had their so. moment and they can but, go back but their to shows doing their still thing. need to exist because at the time they did exist as mcu shows so as long as they don't do anything against what they already did they don't recast the character that's somebody different or that died or or something like that you know then i'm, I'm on board with it but the netflix shows are really good there's nothing for marvel at least most of them even the ones that weren't great weren't 
awful. I don't mm-hmm. feel like. So I don't think Marvel needs to worry about like well, these are bad. Like we need to like get rid of them, but we want some characters. Just just they were on a small scale anyway. All right. You know, so as long as they don't come in and they bring Daredevil, then they bring in a whole different Electra. Like, just don't get rid of what already happened. You right. told us at the time when we watched it, that this was part of the MCU, just like agents of shield as weird as it got, they still never did enough to go against the movies. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I'd be happy with that. I just don't want them taking the characters. Okay. We got these characters and then acting like the other shit didn't happen. Like retconning it. You know what I mean? I feel like with how they've done it, I'm already invested in that guy. Right. I'm invested in that daredevil. I'm invested in that punisher and his story. So you don't need to tell me his story again. I'm invested in it. Let's just continue it and right. put them here now. You if you know? want to throw some flashbacks in, whatever. Okay. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think that that's the other thing is like, they're so good at containing this stuff. So like, okay, we can have, a fantastic four movie that doesn't have to tie in with all these other worldly events with all these other characters right. with Spider-Man yeah. with, with whatever they can all have their own individual stuff and mm-hmm. be a part of the MCU. Yep. And so I think that like they can pull all the characters they want over and then separate them again on their own platform and not have to have them interact or like, Hey, remember when so-and-so was here? Like, no, it's, it's all there. You can just go about your business. Right. You got what you want in place everywhere. Mm-hmm. So that would be really cool. Um, I'm excited for like this, like I've been kind of just mellow with Marvel for a while. Like I kind of did get the burnout and, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I guess with COVID it kind of helped a lot of people not yeah. go too crazy. Cause like we still got the black widow movie coming mm-hmm. eventually. And it, and it seems like they are committed to that being a theatrical release. Like they, yeah. they said, absolutely not to Disney plus and they're committed to backing it up again, which well, sucks. I think but if at least Mulan did better, it might be an option, but yeah. Mulan like was panned hard. It's Marvel though. So that's a completely different thing. Like I feel like the money they would make from that, it, it Still, maybe not what they would make in a theatrical release, but you're also taking that chance when you finally say, "Okay, we're good enough to open." Are people going to come? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, or are they going to wait? You know, and still not make what that kind of money? You know, but I think they got enough shows lined up to give us like four this year. Mm-hmm. So if they have to, they don't care. They'll probably just give us the shows all year and just go from there. It seems like everything's supposed to run back to back to back, so we should be like. Once this is started, we should. They were fortunate to get this plan together, like right before COVID, like Disney Plus and the shows. So now, even though we went a year and a half or whatever without any content, now they have enough content to probably keep us good until theaters do open up, or they'd finally just break down and say we're going to give you something, you know. So just sucks. I want them to come out because, like, (laughs) as soon as Black Widow comes out, like two months later, Shang Chi comes out. We haven't even got a a teaser or a trailer and the movie's done. Like they're done filming it. Eternals has been done and it's still not coming out to like November, you know, like, and we don't have anything because like without the theaters, they wait till like a month prior to give you anything when it's just, you know, Disney plus or whatever. So or like, but, well, even with like mortal Kombat, it's been done. We're getting it in a couple months, but we have no trailer. We've no, got a couple nothing. of photos, exactly. but I'm like, that worries me. Is it going to suck? Is that why yeah. you're not giving us yeah. a trailer? Cause it looks like shit. Yeah. Like what's going on? Warner brothers. Like right. I have high hopes in this film, like being <laughs> better than the, the first two we got. Yeah, I liked the first one, honestly, I mean, I was a kid, you know, I, I remember going to see it at the drive-in yeah. and, uh, blaring the mortal Kombat theme at the end. And, uh, but like they killed Scorpion off. Scorpion was my dude. So yeah, like yeah. the new like uh, mythology they've put around it with like even like that mini series they did on mm-hmm. like the web series and yeah. stuff, making his character uh, a little bit more sympathetic with like him and Sub Zero and stuff, yeah. and like them being warring factions and just all the stuff that they've kind of put into it makes 
be interested to see how they're going to do yeah. uh, if they're going to try to do like a whole trilogy with these or mm-hmm. what we're going to get out of this because yeah. like the characters are even so different now i so. read a, a story synopsis um they, they weren't sure if it was 100 percent true or not but what i read i liked it sounded good it sounded a lot like that it had a lot to do with sub-zero and scorpion um that it kind of starts in like feudal japan and they're like warring factions which they are essentially um and i think they fight each other to the death and then that's how they get obviously brought back as sub-zero and scorpion so kind of kind of following kind of like how the the games have got to but but the movie's based around a character that's not a mortal Kombat character from what i was reading so he he gets sucked into the universe um through supposedly having some kind of lineage that he doesn't know about okay um and kind of gets pulled into the mortal Kombat universe it, it exists it's not like he gets pulled through a portal you know what I mean? Like right. he's just a dude. He's like an MMA fighter or something. And he gets sucked into uh, Mortal Kombat and like the tournament and everything else. And then, then through him, he interacts with all the characters instead of it just kind of being like uh, Liu Kang is the guy, you know, it's this guy. And then I heard that uh, the rumor that he may be, this dude actually may be the lineage of the original Sub-Zero. So now while Sub-Zero is a bad guy because he's uh, been brought back from like the death and he's being controlled by Shang Tsung, this dude will be revealed to be the new Sub Zero, and he'll be the baby face of everything. Okay, you know what I mean, so so who knows if that's what they're rolling with? But it's interesting. Did you ever hear the rumor that originally Johnny Cage was supposed to be Jean Claude Van Damme? No, that would have been cool. So that I love Jean Claude. Originally, that was the whole concept for the game was that it was supposed to be Jean Claude Van Damme as like the Johnny Cage character, yeah. and it was all supposed to be built around him. And this when he went and did Street Fighter, it had to be like the same time. I, I mean, think it was around the same close. time. Like he tur- ended up turning it down, so they just changed it to like the Johnny Cage character. Because like obviously, think about it: the split with the punch, the nut punch. Like yeah. and there's a lot of stuff that's like okay, that oh, okay. seems like that could have been him. Yeah. Um, oh, that would have been very interesting. I'm a huge Van Damme fan. I love Van Damme even yes. to this day. Like. His movies are so bad, but so good. Like man, people, Lion people hate Street Fighter. I, that's my favorite. One of my, my favorite Van Damme movie is Street, Street Fighter. I love it. It's awesome. I it, I remember Raul going. Julia, like he's he's yes. fantastic. Like uh, it's so good. I had to like beg my mom to take me to go see it. We went at like eleven o'clock on a Thursday, no Wednesday night. There was um, on Elm Road where the. Um, it's now like the, the food place behind the Taco Bell. There mm-hmm. used to be a movie theater yep, in yep, there yep. and it was, they was like right before it went out of business or shortly before. And she took me to that one. We went and saw it and we were the only people in the theater. Nice. I fucking love that film from that day. It. Like my aunt got me the giant movie poster That's cool. when I was a kid. I always had it up on my wall. Oh, yeah. I found one on eBay recently. I'm going to buy it eventually. I'm going to yeah. pull the trigger and buy it. Cause I, gotta, I like, I like that one better than the mortal Kombat movie, but I actually like them both. The second yeah. mortal Kombat isn't so good, but it does introduce a lot of characters. Yeah. And it kind of made Scorpion a good guy. Well, he, I mean, it wasn't so much a good guy, but he didn't die in that one. So I was well, like, okay, that I, was the issue with the first one was like Sub-Zero and Scorpion are the two coolest characters. And they were basically just like these silent wraiths who yeah. really, they were just there because they had to be there. But like, right. that's what the move, like if they, if they do like they're talking, like that's who the movie should be based around. Those are the two main characters. Like no one gives a shit about Luke Kang. Like that's just, <laughs> it's just, let's just be honest. Like no one gives a shit about Luke Kang. It's, it's sub zero and Scorpion. Yeah. You know, like how many iterations throughout the games have they had of those guys in different colors? Like they got like rain, Ermac, 
uh, reptile. It's just like, how can we further like make more people that look like these guys? Cause they're cool. Yeah. Know? Well, I mean, you know, that's also like the, the cool thing about them being like cheap and just be like, ah, oh, we could just change the color of the ninja outfit. And here we right, go. We got yeah. another guy and throw smoke on this one. And he looks yeah. different. Um, reptile was aw- awesome in that film. Like it was a little like hidden surprise. Like mm-hmm. I didn't think I'd see him. And yep. then like, I wish he was more not prominently featured, but I wish his fight would have been, like you would have seen his the color of him more because yeah. like I feel like he was he looked all black almost like Noob Saibot and a lot of people yeah. thought that's who it was right and I was like no that was definitely that's reptile. another thing with the new ones they were talking about well maybe Noob will come because like the original Sub Zero guy if he is is bad and then he can become Noob Saibot and then this dude becomes Sub Zero so who's, who who know when I initially read it, I was like wow this sounds like shit because it said former MMA fighter, Chad, something. I'm like, oh, here we fucking go. Yeah. MMA fighter in, in Mortal Kombat. And then I started reading. I was like, okay, we'll see. I seen like one little teaser though. And it, I don't know. It, it didn't look great. So we'll see. Uh, I get it for free because I pay for it. Right. Yeah. So we got Max. So we'll, we'll watch it in March yeah. when it comes out or yeah, whenever. Yeah. I think it's now March. Godzilla versus King Kong. That one looks sweet. If you haven't seen the trailer for that, go watch. It. I did. Um, I still got to rewatch King of Monsters because I didn't watch it much, but I love the original Godzilla mm-hmm. and I really love the uh, King Kong Skull Island. But I, I didn't see uh, King of Monsters. I think I fell asleep, so I got to rewatch. I think it. it's still on uh, HBO right now because I have it in my list because I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, the big rumor for for yeah, I assume they probably have them all on there now, right? It would make sense. Uh, I'm not sure. I know, I know King God's, of Monsters. Would, I know Godzilla's on there. Yeah, yesterday because yeah. I watched the little things on there, which it was okay. The uh, but the rumor is that Mecha Godzilla is going to be revealed like as the, like in the trailer. If you like pause the one, yeah, it looks like him. And they're saying like the Godzilla that you see might be Mecha Godzilla, but he's got like skin, obviously. Right. Like which would make more sense than just a Mecha Godzilla. Right. Like that his like skin comes off in a fight and he uses Mecha Godzilla. And then Godzilla shows up like what the Godzilla. fuck? And then yeah. the Godzilla and Kong team up and beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. Right. I'm, isn't, I'm cool. isn't the whole thing with Godzilla like he 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 only shows up to like create balance and shit, like right? Like when there's bad, he has to defeat it. So I honestly I don't think I even remember. Like I don't I, even remember the end of King of Monsters, and I know the one girl from Stranger Things is in this yeah, movie too. So yeah. it has to kind of be a direct lead. Yeah, up like they're that. trying to do like the whole the whole build up, and like I, I the Kong Skull Island Island. I don't think I I watched. I watched this other one that they did. <sighs> Maybe it was that. I don't know. It's been so long. I'm, I might have to sit and watch it's them all good. again. Kong I'm not a big Island. monster like. The, the epic monster fight type stuff doesn't no, do it for me. I was um, never a, a big Godzilla fan. So, like, if you're into that stuff, like, uh, it's, I think it's called Toho or whatever, mm-hmm. they have so many monsters. Like, like they even took, because uh, I, 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 sometimes when I, like, see stuff, I got to know about it. So, then I hit the internet, and then I just go on, like, this journey for, like, three hours. Get down that rabbit hole, all, yeah. All the time. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, I, I got to have knowledge, so, and, and knowledge is stupid shit, you know? As soon as I'm like, oh, Toho monsters, only Toho monsters, I'm looking it up, and I see see uh they even took the godzilla from our era the the shitty lizard godzilla <laughs> he's actually um he's just called zilla and he does exist he's he they they made him a real toho monster but so in that movie where they he's got he's not godzilla actually now he's just zilla he's a different godzilla right so the the godzilla we all know and love was still out there um, it was not the one that came in the nineties or whatever yeah with they matthew just, broadwick they just call him zilla and they actually brought him back for uh 
one of the Godzilla movies that they did in like 2000s. Yeah, I feel like I heard about that. Yeah, yeah they brought him back, Zilla or whatever. But they still use like the shitty like <laughs> puppets and stuff like Suits, even in the 2000s. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. But people love it. So hey, if that's yeah. you know, it's cool. But well, oh, we've yeah, been man. talking for about an hour and a half, so I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this. Uh, oh, yeah. It's fun to bullshit with you. Yeah, uh, we need to do it more often. Yeah, get me over. Uh, let me know when you guys are uh, watching some wrestling and just come hang out. Right on. Uh, get involved here and come hang out for a while and get on a couple more. Yeah, just bullshit be awesome. with you guys while you're watching. We don't have to ask questions or any of that shit. We just <laughs> hang out and watch wrestling and bullshit. Hell for yeah. sure. Cool. Well, thanks, right, man. man. Appreciate yep. it. Bye. All right, and that's going to do it for us this week. Make sure you check out Paradigm Pro Wrestling and the UWFI Contender Series and their other series, No Hook. Also, check out Bobby Beverly on Twitter, at Bobby Beverly. Please also check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling, the Spotlight Series, and its Evolution Baby. And please check out our other friends, pwponderings.com use promo code pwp for five days free at independentwrestling.tv big starks brand mouse's wrestling adventures good company in cleveland ohio smoke and jay's barbecue kayfabe collectibles and action wrestling you can find me on twitter and instagram at charlie underscore butters and you can find this podcast on twitter and instagram at iwtv guide wear your mask black lives matter talk to you next week everyone and then there's nothing till the sunlight rises. How when you woke that bill of night And you're too numb to realize well, That you're going out on